Hello, and welcome back to The Spot. I am Dr. Virgil, board-certified pediatrician and expert in all things related to infants through their teenage years. My job, my aim, my goal is to help empower you, your family, and your children to live your healthiest and best lives. February is um, such a busy month, and for a short month, it is extremely busy. If you think about it, the last episode, we celebrated Black History Month by uplifting the name of Dr. Otis Smith, the first board-certified pediatrician in Georgia. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. It is also Cardiovascular Heart Health Disease Awareness Month. So I hope that you had an opportunity to talk to family and friends about the importance of heart health and minimizing stress. It is also, believe it or not, a very important month in the lives of our teenagers. It has been dubbed, February has been, Violence, Teen Violence Awareness Month. So Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Um, And this is such an important month and I wanted to close out um, our conversation for the month with this topic because it is so central to the way in which teenagers evolve and how they can have healthy relationships, which really is such an important and core issue for many teens as they approach the end of high school um, and going off into the world or into college. Um, Before we get into our topic for today, I do want to thank one of the listeners for sharing with me a comment, a suggestion about um, in my efforts to help parents be more successful in their parenting, really centering some of the conversation on the relationship of parents and the school system and how we can help parents help their children do a better job of attending school, um, participating in school, engaging with teachers. So I plan to have a conversation in our next chat um, about the um, importance of engaging with your students, teachers, and uh, the school system to help our teens and children succeed academically. So thank you so much for that comment. Um, to the listener that shared that with me. Please keep those comments coming, your thoughts, your feedback. I love to engage with listeners and really make this a show that impacts your lives more positively. So getting back to the topic for this um, discussion, February as Domestic Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Did you know, did you know that one in three U.S. teens has experienced physical sexual or emotional abuse from someone they are in a relationship with before becoming what we define an adult. So really before uh, they're 21, 22. And this is according to CDC, Center for Disease Control Data, Um, one in three. So that's a lot. If you think about it, you know, just invariably, if I have 10 kids in a room, at least two of them, if not almost three of them would have... um, experience some sort of um, violence, physical, emotional, and or um, sexual abuse. And that's a lot. So this is an important issue. And I think most times what we all struggle with as adults is how do you even um, address it? How do you talk about these issues with your teen? How do you recognize the signs that your teen is struggling so that you can help them improve their um, relationships and communication? And, you know, how do you even know how to do this if you yourself may be struggling and not have the tools? Um, So let us dive right into um, this topic. 
Really, if you think about it, our teenagers have so many messages from television and social media, um, in music even, that are uh, displays of unhealthy relationships. If you think about it, um, I loved the movie series from the book Twilight which is really, they, uh, they call it the teen genre of movies, but um, the movie is fantastic, has a lot of drama, a lot of suspense, some action, but at the core of it, there are some themes about the romantic relationship between the vampire main character and the high school girl who's the main character who's not a vampire. And when you think about some of those interactions, if you really think critically about them, some of them were unhealthy. Initially, there was a lot of obsessions between the two um, to the point of distraction in class, not able to get things done. Um, Belle, the main character, who was not the vampire, you know, was a little isolated from other kids who were more typical. And so um, that was highlighted in the movie. There was even some subtle stalking. And just unintentionally, I think these uh, messages were put through the film and can be normalized if you don't really break it down and discuss with um, a teenager what these things actually mean and is this normal behavior, is it not? And I say this because using movies and television and music is a great way to have a conversation with your teenager to get a sense of if they understand what is normal, if they understand what is healthy, um, if they understand any of what they're seeing to be typical. So that way you don't have to make it so academic and so like um, tense where you ask them directly, do you know what a healthy relationship is? You can make it more organic and make it have grounding in a natural conversation. So um, that is one thing. And if you think about it too, when we listen to some of the songs and the lyrics of the songs, while the beat is amazing, sometimes the chorus, the hooks are have drawn us in and there are awesome TikTok dances that come along with the music and we enjoy ourselves to it. Um, think about those subtle messages that are at the, the drumbeat of all of that, that our children are internalizing and then modeling because they think that that now is acceptable or the standard subconsciously, which then makes them make decisions which are not in their best interests. So that is how we center this conversation. Our children are growing up in a time much un unlike our own, um, where there's much more social media, but at the same time, there are a lot of different messages that they're getting, some of which we got growing up, but, but they're different. Um, let me give you another fact. 43% of college women experience violence or abusive dating behavior. So almost close to half of them do. So again, this is not something that is isolated to just high school. It continues on, um, so one in three, and then 43%. So how do you help your teens understand what the concepts of a healthy relationship are versus something that's unhealthy? Especially if you yourself have not sit, sat down and defined it for yourself. Um, think about these common themes. So um, five things, healthy relationships include respect, they include equality, they include trust, they include honesty, and at the baseline of it all, there's consent. So no matter what the relationship, romantic or even friendship, there should be respect, equality, trust, honesty, and consent. Um, and you may have to define these terms for your teenager and even for yourself. Like what does equality really look like when you're dating? What does it look like for a friendship? 
Um, it, it really means that we treat each other the same. So the way that I experience the relationship should be the same as the way that I treat someone in the relationship. Um, and you know, if I expect that at lunch, I should be able to sit with my friend or partner and I make myself available to them, then in kind, I should receive that they are willing to sit with me at lunch and make themselves available to me in the same way. And I say that because there are relationships that are controlling where there isn't equality. There are power dynamics where the expectation is that one of the partners in the relationship is supposed to constantly make room in their life for the other. You're gonna sit with me at lunch. And if I don't wanna sit with you, I can ignore you. But when I wanna sit with you, you must sit with me. And, and it, this all sounds really trivial. And I think as parents, we have to really stop ourselves from minimizing these things because lunchtime, as we all know, is a social nightmare for some kids. It can be a lot of fun, but there's a lot of stuff that happens at lunchtime in that down period where kids get embarrassed, kids get um, shamed, they get um, ostracized, they get isolated. So just that kind of stuff sets up inequality in a relationship and so it is important to let your kid know your child know your teen know hey equality looks like the way that I want to be treated is the way that I treat you simply said so consent what is consent um, consent is what it means when you give permission for someone to be in your space to look at your things to share um, something that you have, you are saying to them, I permit you to do this. So simply said, consent is you saying it's okay. And I think it's really important to talk to teenagers about the concept of consent, that they have the autonomy, they have the power, they have the right to say no. And so what does that look like? If I'm using my phone and I'm standing in line waiting for the bus and whoever I'm dating or someone that I like is coming close by, um, I have the right to say to them, I don't want you to look at my phone. They don't have the right to take my phone from me and check to see what my text messages are and who I'm talking to. They don't have the right to ask for permission, not even ask, they don't have the right to demand access to my Instagram or Snapchat and see who I'm snapping and, and chatting with. They don't have the right to do that. They must have my permission to do so. And so that is what consent really looks like. And for all of these things, for respect, for honesty and trust, you can sit down and go through each of those items with your teenager in the context of watching a movie or listening to a song and talk about what does it mean to have respect for someone? What does it look like for someone to respect you? Equality, trust. What does it really look like to feel like you trust someone and that they can trust you? And honesty. You know, honesty, we always say honesty is the best policy, but what is honesty? Telling the truth, how does that look in a relationship? Um, then of course, when you're talking about consent, it's really important to talk about it as it relates to sexual interaction. And again, I know that talking about sex with teenagers can be very uncomfortable for a lot of parents. Um, and we will go through again, kind of a series of how to walk yourself through that from when they're small to when they're teenagers, so that way, um, you're building upon a foundation so it doesn't feel like it's coming from nowhere that all of a sudden you're asking them about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But it's important to define to them what sexual consent is and that no means no. 
No means no. You should not convince someone to change their mind if they've started with no. And you have the right to change your mind if you started with a yes. It's important for both males and female, teens and adolescents to understand that no means no. And more importantly, the absence of a no does not mean yes. There is no implied yes. And you don't want to coerce, convince, um, massage into, um, trick, or twist someone into giving you the yes that they did not give freely and willingly. Again, consent, consent, and understanding that no means no. The other thing that a lot of our teenagers struggle with is body shaming in relationships. So <clears throat> this can be considered more like emotional abuse, but having someone who they are romantically interested in, dating, judging them or shaming them for the way that they look as far as their weight, um, you know, the lean or overweight height or being short, all of those things are forms of abuse and so it's important for them to understand that you know someone constantly commenting on how you look and judging you for how you look is also part of an un unhealthy relationship so why is this important we know that teens who recognize risks for violence understand what consent is understand better what healthy dynamics are can build healthier relationships as adults and that is so important because if I have a foundation upon which to build healthy re adult relationships, I'm likely to be more successful in my emotional life as an adult and achieving the goals that I want to achieve further on in my career and personal life. Um, and so we really have to look for the signs. Next, we want to talk about the signs that we look for as parents where we can understand or see that perhaps our children or teens are having a challenge in a relationship. So <clears throat> usually there's a pattern of controlling behavior that you can pick up on if you spend time with your, your teen and uh, their friends. And I say that it is really, really important to know who your teenager hangs out with. Know their names, know the friends' names, um, try to know who um, the people they spend their time with outside school it are. Um, there are a lot of kids who spend a lot of time on, online and have online friendships and relationships. While those have validity, it is also important to have in-person interaction and that you as a parent know those interactions um, and who those people are. So if you are picking up on a pattern of, you know, conversation that you hear among the teens where, you know, the partner is putting the teenager down, belittling them. Oh, every time you answer, every time you answer, it's just, that's just dumb. But, you know, per usual, per usual, you know, Susan has something dumb to say per usual, you know, you're not dressed well. Um, if you find them, you're picking your teenager up from school and you just find that they're coming into the car with a broken phone. Well, how did your phone get broken? Oh, so-and-so took my phone and threw it on the floor. And why? Why did they do that? Well, you know, we just didn't really get along. And then if you start to notice that things are broken often or there is some sort of um, recourse that's happening for behavior um, that doesn't seem to make sense to you, your child could be in a pattern of a controlling relationship. And if you 
are aware that the partner is saying to your child, if you leave me, I'm going to hurt myself. So, you know, if you have the opportunity to have your child open up to you and say something like, you know, I really don't want to be with John anymore. He's not, I'm not interested in him. I'm not going to homecoming with him. Well, why aren't you? Oh, I'm just not interested. And then all of a sudden they end up at homecoming with John. Why did you go to homecoming with John? Well, to be honest, mom, to be honest, dad, he told me that he was going to hurt himself if, if I didn't go. And I felt bad. I felt like I didn't want him to harm himself. So I said, you know what? Homecoming is not a big deal. I'll just go. That is a controlling situation for your child. That is an unhealthy dynamic. So property damage that can't be explained, even if it can be explained, property damage, physical threats, slapping, putting down, belittling, and threats to self-harm. I always um, encourage parents to be active listeners, but I came across this awesome acronym for how to listen and engage with your teenager when you're talking to them, especially if you're hearing things that you're not sure how to respond to. Try to calm yourself from trying to jump up and respond immediately. I struggle with this a lot as a parent myself because I, you know, I think all of us have the desire to fix problems for our teenagers. But what can actually happen is if you respond too quickly, as you stop getting the information because now you're giving your judgment or your feedback. So the acronym is GIVE. So when you're talking to your teenager and they're disclosing something to you and they're sharing something, I'm really really touching about their day, their experience, or something really powerful or something really hurtful, think about the acronym GIVE. G is for be gentle. Gently listening, uh-huh, I am mm-hmm, nodding, yes, yes. Be interested, which is similar to what I just did because I'm actively listening by saying yes, mm-hmm, and I'm nodding. But look at them if you're driving, you know, make sure you're making some brief eye contact through the rear of your mirror or if you're sitting at the table, you know, making eye contact. V is validate. So validate what they're saying. I understand. Wow. I would feel, you know, that would be scary for me or that would frustrate me. Okay. So how did you feel? Okay. Okay. So validate, empower. This is the part where you say to them, well, what, what, what do you feel like? Is there, what would you like to do? Or how can I help you? Or in what ways can we work together to, you know, change the situation? Or do you want me to just actively listen? Do you, would you like my advice? So you want to empower them, give them the decision making tools, the ability to decide how much you engage and what you say and how you move forward together by empowering them as the person who's disclosing Now, Obviously, if it's something you know, risk of harm to themselves or someone else that's significant, you have to pivot because you want to do what is necessary to save your child's life or save the life of another child, but, or teen. The other part that's really important, so that's give, G-I-V-E, G, gentle, I, interest, V, validate, E, empower. The other thing that's important is, and I've touched upon it a little bit already, is you should get into the regular habit of checking your child's phone and or social media. And, you know, I know that that's complicated for a lot of families because teenagers want to feel like they can be trusted. And, and simply said, you just spin that 
so that they understand this is not about you not trusting them. It's about your responsibility as a parent and your what you must do to keep them safe and to make sure that they're in safe situations. And so I think if you start with that understanding that you will be checking, that it doesn't feel like a punishment or a lack of trust because that's just the expectation. Um, the difficult part about all this stuff is that even with all of these acronyms and the perfect scenario, teens often do not share what's happening to them. And so it's difficult for parents to always um, tune in and understand. You can partner with their friends. Again, it's so important to understand the village that they have created around themselves because a good friend may be able to help you know when your child or teen is in trouble. Um, an additional resource that I think it's really important is um, the National Domestic Hotline. And so that is 1-800-799-7233. There is a phenomenal initiative called Love is Respect. And they also have a hotline <clears throat> where there are advocates that can help teenagers create safety plans um, and ways in which that they can address the challenges with someone other than a parent um, if that's challenging for them. Um, it's really important for them to have resources. So Love is Respect is one of the um, social media platforms, initiatives um, that they can check into. And the website for them is loveisrespect.org. You as a parent can also use that resource. And there's a wealth of information, um, things for social media, things to help educate you and your child about healthy relationships. And their theme for this year is love like that. And so what does love like that really look like when it's healthy? And um, it's just really important to keep that communication open and allow yourself to have resources if you feel like you need them. Um, thank you so much. And again, this is the month in which we reflect on black history. We really emphasize the beauty and the importance of love through celebrating Valentine's and relationships. Our heart health is at the core of our awareness for the month of February, but let us not forget the importance of emphasizing healthy relationships with our teenagers as February concludes we are also becoming more aware and understanding the importance of healthy relationships with our teenagers through um, dating violence awareness thank you so much for your time and keep those questions and comments coming I love to hear them and receive them and will respond um, in the next episodes as they come up so see you next time at the spot